Good evening, Lowell, Massachusetts. And now, presenting a joint production of For the Pops and the NAI Network. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. A verbal history of chaotic wrestling by the two men who were there from the beginning. Hall of Fame ring announcer and commentator, Rich Palladino. He is the current reigning and defending Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Former owner of Chaotic Wrestling for nearly two decades, Jamie Jamakowski. No blood, no cursing, stay off the barriers. It's time to let the chaos begin on the NAI Pop Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Do not adjust your dial. It is I, Rich Palladino, alongside Jamie Jamikowski. Jamie, it's been a long time, but we're back at it. We're live in studio. Well, Rich, I saw you on social media earlier, and uh, you said we, we may have a special guest tonight. We and, and you've you've. I'm so I can't I jinxed tell you it, how didn't excited. I? I am special. And I am <laughs> oh, a guest. Jesus. The sure thing, Mark Sherman is in the house. And the best part was when I said special, I wanted to put special in quotes. I wanted to put it there, but then I didn't want to offend anybody, but you, know, but you are special. Oh. My mom says so, so it's got to be true. See, nothing's changed, Jamie. Yay. Mark Sherman's back. <laughs> Yay. Party time. Yay. So good. So the topic tonight is... Mark Sherman. The exact reason I quit wrestling. Is that what we're at? Wow. Both of us or just me or you or both? Just you. All right. Just fine. you. Fair enough. And before you how got much time here, do you guys have? Well, that was funny because oh. before you got here, Jamie said that. He, see how he's rubbing his forehead right now and rubbing his <laughs> eyes. He had said he goes, "I don't know if I'm really prepared for however long we're going to talk to Mark Sherman." And I said, and again, I jinxed it, Jamie. I think this could be a two-part series because two, three, this four, might, this, this might be like all day. A, this you might be like an old-school CBS <laughs> miniseries. Just you could have pressed record when he walked in the door because we probably had an hour of content oh right my there. God. But he brought uh, beers. Thank God, and and that might get me through this. You know, <laughs> so, how have you been, Sherman? Hanging in there. Growing old sucks. <laughs> you look the same. I said you look the same with I a know. got a little bit of a beard I, going. I on. sure hope you're bringing bit. more to the table than than pretty good. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm married. I have a puppy. We pulled the goalie. You know, I that's nice. That's nice. How's mom doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I miss mom. Didi. I miss mom, too. She I'm, just came back from Florida. She just came back from Florida. Yeah, I saw that. Mom you, and dad, yeah. As you know, well, I'm your mom's biggest fan on social media. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm waiting. Absolutely. I know she's going to the restaurant soon. Kitties. When's she going, happen. you know? She goes uh, probably once a month. Will you give me the Iggy next time? It might be on Mother's Day and Sunday. <sighs> give me the Iggy next time she's going. Fair enough. I want to buy your mother dinner. You're paying for yourself. You know? <laughs> Cheap bastard. <laughs> Who told you? Chicken figures and fries. So, so look at this. We have, we have Mark Sherman now. We really do. Former Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Yes. Were you ever a New England champion? No. <laughs> you had to think about it. Tag team, though. Tag team. Tag team. You were a New England so, title away from being a triple crown winner. Close enough. And there we go. Talk into the microphone. That's what you guys have. gave me a live mic. You know how many times uh, Let's modify you guys it regret that? It's live for us, but not, not the, the listening audience. That's true. That's you know. true. We can edit this. Because Jamie's got buttons over there. If you get a little out of control, he can push buttons and make I usually pop away. pills for that, but, you know. Oh, God. You, this Here is, we this go. This is all on you, Rich. This uh, is your fault. all on you. Well, wait a minute. I just want to say, isn't the whole reason this podcast exists is because I of this guy? I was going to say that because I forget where we were. We, we saw each other like at a couple of weddings and then a couple of different things we saw each other. And then you and I met up like randomly one night in Somerville yeah, for Thrill dinner. Yeah, Thrill Ride wanted to start a promotion that That's right. can't and, fall through on. And so uh, Sherman invited me to dinner, then made me pay for my half, wow. which amazing. Now I well, know. Well, Thrill Ride didn't show. I was going to split 
the bill with him. But now, <laughs> now I knew what it would have been like to date him. You know, um, except he didn't. You know, dollar menu at Wendy's. <laughs> but I, but yeah, so but Sherman amazing. kept saying that we should that I should do a Pritchard or a Pritchard or Bischoff type podcast. Mm. And so I don't know if you've ever noticed, Sherman, if you go back every single Let the Chaos Begin, I mentioned Mark Sherman. At some point, either directly or make reference to you, and that's my little—that's uh, my little uh, kiss and point to the sky. I appreciate uh, that. In, in, you know, to rest in peace, Mark Sherman. You know, rest in peace, the sure thing, Mark Sherman, because the real Mark Sherman is still alive and kicking for the most part. Some days, it's just your soul has died—a <laughs> piece of it, just a piece of your soul. So, all right, so that, so that's our theme tonight—is the Mark Sherman story. That's it. All right, tonight. Next week, week after, maybe. All right, so I'll start with the question we ask everybody to start. Why'd you get into wrestling? Um, to be honest with you, it was my favorite show growing up. I was a huge fanatic, watched everything and knew everything and bought all the action figures and wrestling pillows and was a mark on the internet, knew every, all the behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. and uh, started hitting weights for the chicks and uh, started to look like a wrestler. So, so all right, so growing up then, because, yeah. again, Rich Rich is really old. I'm somewhere in the middle. Thanks. You, no problem, man. So, like, <laughs> when, when you say you grew up watching wrestling, yeah. who were you watching? Who were your favorites? It probably started around 1991-ish, and then I would, like, get the magazines at, like, the newsstands. Uh, but SummerSlam 1991 was, like, I was hooked. Uh, Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect was a good one, and... So you were like you, you were part of the new generation, right? Was that what it was? I, I am I, old because that's like new stuff to me. Really? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. Um, and then I started watching WCW like in '92 when Jake Roberts showed up. I was like, "What is he doing? He was just in WWF." Spin the wheel, make, make the, the deal, deal brother. You know? yeah. 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 So like, and I was like, "Why?" Is, you know, I was. It was so interesting seeing how like people would jump ship and mm. that kind of thing and how the business worked. And then my dad told me it was fake. And he's like, Yokozuna, like, he's not Japanese, you idiot. Like, he, he's Samoan. Look at him. And I'm like, what do you mean? See the flag? <laughs> I don't, I'm speechless. You know? I'm speechless. There's going to be a lot of awkward silence on this Punch one. This is awesome. We can edit those out, right? Yeah, it's fine. We don't edit anything. We, we keep everything's live. Post-production, Jamie sometimes right. put music in there and stuff. So, um, but yeah, in fact, we you got to get. Do you have its theme music? I mean, well, well, well I do have it because we played it on the last episode. I forget when we referenced you, we but go. in the background, you heard his famous. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Exactly. There it is. Yeah. See. So, where do you guys want to start? I, w <laughs> I I was starting by asking you how you got into wrestling. Yeah. And so, you, you kind of told that story. I actually visited the school uh, and like. I want to say 2006. Kofi was there. I like showed up on a Tuesday night, and I and oh, okay. I, I shook hands with that, you. Different that's trajectories, one, huh? That's or, one. That's one name drop. We'll keep track. Yeah, 2005. Oh, I have everyone. I, I but, we know. Uh, 2005 ish. Maybe. Rich and I have an over under. We put 50 bucks down each. Uh, Ryan Black was there. <laughs> oh, Tommaso was there. Oh wow, uh, he's raking them up. Yeah, I remember looking around. And I was like, just to see if I could do it or not. You know, like what you know, like do I have? So what you it met takes? me that night. Um, I came in yeah. on a day and I knocked on the door and uh -huh. you were there and you're like, come Tuesday, check it out, kind of. Oh thing. wow, what and, a Shermanism! Uh, I came in on a on a day. So, so just think, <laughs> just just think, maybe if I just hadn't unlocked that door that day, <laughs> you know? Mark Sherman. Uh, so been. really, this is like this is an, your fault. This is an epiphany for me. I only have myself to blame for for the torture. I got an that epiphany. Was Mark, that was Mark Sherman. Yeah. So I sat in. I was like, I got to graduate college first. Like that was like the deal I made with my parents. And I'm like. The job market sucked right after I graduated yep. college. 
and I got an entry level job at GE and I wasn't happy. And I was like, why not, why not chase a dream? Like mm. now is the time in your twenties, like you can take risks. And, um, I was like, I hit the gym every day. Like, I, and I actually, when I, like, I looked at like the chaotic roster on the page, and I was like, you know, like I could fit in, you know, and I, I, I one class clown, you know, at Andrew high school and, I can entertain a crowd like now, without a wrestling ring. No, you said I. I, I want you, you to bring it up. Uh, you're from Andover, yeah. Originally, it was convenience too that factored in because the school was in North Andover. Yeah, now, do you know uh, Mark and I have a, a past history? He once went to a party at my cousin's house yeah. in Andover. Yeah. Right? You never dated either of my cousins, did you? No, no. All right, good for you. You know, but uh, it was probably uh, early 2000s I went over there, like yeah. by the Shashin area. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like how we figured out many years later that my nephew's fiance was my daughter's nanny. Right. Yeah. And we didn't know this for years and years and right. years. Right. And, and then it just all comes full circle. See, See, it all comes back to Mark Sherman. So I opened the door for you. I tell you to come back on Tuesday. You didn't take the subtle hint to not come back. And you came back on Tuesday. And so who was there? You said Kofi and... Tommaso was doing penmanship. But that's not when you started. No. I uh, I graduated college. It was still on my mind, still on my mind. Um, and what, 2009, I said, you know, screw it. I'm going to give this a chance. It's right down the road. Um, and I came in again, and we talked, and you told me about that fantasy camp. All right. And... Um, I showed up and I was like, I could do this if I figure out how to learn how to wrestle. And I'm it, still it, learning. And I was going to say, <laughs> well, well, that failed miserably, yeah. but at least you found character. Yeah. You know? But all right. So, but everybody, a lot of the people who come on, Rich, they talk about like Julie and everybody. They all talk how they started fantasy camp. Yeah. Do you remember who else was at that fantasy camp with you? Was there anybody that hung Pat around Matthews. for a while? All right. So he, he was the one who was kind of there yep. on day one. Yep. I think. Uh, Pat and I were the only two that like stayed around. You guys gave like the th- the free classes to some other jabroni. Who did we give it to? Do you remember? Some kid that like knew how to do an international from the backyard. But I, I was so mad because I was like, dude, I, I I deserved you know I wanted it, but uh, I knew you guys. I, I was gonna pay anything to to join. And who, who? I think you guys knew I was gonna pay anyways. <laughs> we kind of had a skill in that of figuring out okay who was actually gonna pay, and then somebody else would get the. Um, who were the trainers at that point? Like who was running uh, Fury, the Fury, Handsome, and Malonis. Okay, so Mike Hollow was not there. Did you ever train with Mike Hollow with us at Chaotic? No, but on my dying days of wrestling, I trained with him. Like you towards did some the end. hollow stable stuff. That's it. Elsewhere. Right, but yeah. but he was never a CTC trainer when you were there. No, and I got stories throughout my whole wrestling career, chaotic that I would never have lasted if Hollow was there, and yada yada, which is probably true. But but the guy I I, I saw at the end, we got along great. Yeah, hollow stable. Oh, to, oh, yeah, yeah. Mike Hollow, he knew at the end. Mike yeah. Mike had mellowed a bit by that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach. All right, so now. You do the fantasy camp, you come to your first class. Yep. Who else is there? So, like, who is? I always try to Logan's ask. Logan's were always there. I always try to, but I always try to ask. So, who is the group that you kind of? Everybody remembers the kind of the group they came up with. Yep. Handsome, Malona, Psycho, uh, Chase, Logan's. Uh, later on, we can go. But. Yep. So for, for you, so who's, Biff, who is like your group? Biff, Greeley, East Coast Cowboy, uh, Elia, Julian. It's a good crew right there. Then Mercedes came like 
three, four months later. She would have been the next fantasy camp. Yes. Because it sounds like, I think if I do this, the math in my head from the stories I've told, I think Biff won a fantasy camp. He was there for like two years because he, he, so he was he'd been there a Survivor while. Series in 11. Okay. He was telling me about being a druid and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was there for like a year and a half, him and Greeley. Because I know he had won one. I knew. So then it was the kid that we don't know anymore who powdered. Yep. And then Mercedes probably came in on the next one. Correct. The next fancy camp. Correct. All right. Got it. Now, what about, all right, so I'm just trying to put this together in my mind because I, I, I lose a lot of this stuff. Was uh was like Nick Fahrenheit? Was he part yes, of that group? He he joined like around Mercedes's time. All right, Daniel Warner. Yes, Daniel Warner, former referee and turned then, wrestler. At that point, Harry Aaron. He joined around that time. He so he or kind of joined, broke his leg. That was a little later though. Yeah, yeah. that that was a camp. I, well, I remember. We'll tell that story later. Jamie's writing all kinds of things down. I feel like there's going to be a pop quiz. Because I'm trying to remember all this. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to right now, too. Works. And then we had Andrew Rock and... Uh, oh, wow. Andrew Rock. Andrew Rock. Who else? Ankle. Was that Ankles, right? I don't know. Was that his nickname? Ankles. And we had Taka came down the pike. You know? I love Taka. Uh, you know what I tried to do, Rich, when they were deporting Taka? I tried to tell them, take visit. Sherman instead. You know? <laughs> Look, we'll, we'll trade you. We'll trade you Taka for Sherman and, and you know... A gimmick to be named later, but I, but I, let let us keep Taka and take Sherman. Miss Taka, remember when Taka drove his like moped, moped on the Mass Pike? Yeah, on a on a cold like wintry night from like Cambridge to Hudson, Massachusetts, and he literally came in like I took, I took moped, I took moped, and he was like so cold, and then he had to drive back, and I felt so. Bad it was like a scene him. out of Dumb and Dumber where he was just like <laughs> frozen. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. To th- who else was there? There, there was um. The virus kid, remember him? The virus, you he, said it. He was on the show. He, he like, yes. Was Alien there when you yes. were there? Alien was there. Alien was there. Here's where we're gonna get all the good hand. So you were part of the whole handsome Johnny nickname crew. Yes, right. I was, was V neck. You were. You, you were V neck. You got one on now, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. Damn right, I, you do. I, that's right. You were V neck. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, this remember when we used to do the shows outside um, La Lasher Park in Lowell before yes. the Spinners games, and a lot of the students that everybody that you've mentioned, I recall from going to a couple of those shows. That seems like about that era. That crew, yeah, yeah. 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 So, oh, the, slug, slug is another one. Slug. Yep. At certain times, my favorite and my least favorite person in Chaotic. But, funny uh, guy. Funny, I, I was just saw he popped a memory up on Facebook recently when we had him being the knockoff Imposter, handsome yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Oh, God, that was yeah. awesome. You know, he does like some video production, post-production yeah. stuff for uh, another company that I work for occasionally. And I always, I'll always get something from him, and he'll need you can, to help him with You the can say the name of the company's rich. You can put Let's over where it. you work. We don't care anymore. I, New World Wrestling Extreme. Okay, nobody cares. Anyway, <laughs> literally. I didn't great. say it. Hey. There you go. We just doubled their audience because two of us were listening. You know. <laughs> anyway. Ouch. So what do you remember about training? It was hard. Uh, I got. I, I feel like they're trying to get me out of there, to be honest with you, early on. Like, uh, they, like they, back in the day, Fury, like when he was a trainer, he would 
be really strict and he would filter you out if you didn't want to be there if, you know if you didn't put in the work he'd kick you right out of there mm-hmm. and like i saw some there was some funny moments of him there was a kid there once with his girlfriend trying to impress his girlfriend Fury's like drop down drop down and he's like get the hell out of my ring and like he's like you too like the, the girlfriend out too and oh, did he really yeah like, like now he owns the school so now he's a little bit nicer but when yeah. he didn't own the school he That's would he, awesome. he like he literally you had to like earn his respect he you know still I mean? runs a tough class. Does I, he? I, I go often, um, not often, but whenever I'm I hear there. he's nicer than he, that. But like, I needed that tough life. I never trained with him, so he's just my yeah. boss now. So that was so Fury was was probably the kind of the tough dickhead coach overall. Yeah, and then um, what Malone's, was Han- what about Hans? Oh, do Malone's next. Malone's Malone's. was like the big brother. He'd like give you like coaching advice and like good cop. Yeah, he'd like tell you about the business and like shake hands and. You know, like the politics of the behind the scenes and like what you have to do, like the right things to do. Malonis, I think, and again, we said you never trained with him. Malonis was actually most like Mike Hollow, probably because he trained with Mike the longest. Mm-hmm. But Malonis wasn't afraid to give you direct feedback. Yeah. Malonis wasn't afraid to tell you what you did was shit or it sucked or whatever. But what Hollow and Malonis always did was they would tear you down. But they would build up. you back yeah. up again. Mm-hmm. And Brian, I, I have to say, Brian was always good at that stuff. And you're right. He kind of had that that big brothery role. He yeah. was still working. He was trying to give good advice and, and share. And then what about Handsome? Handsome, like, was the fun class. I think it was usually Saturday mornings. Like, you do, like, the fun drills and, like, the battle royals or, like, the promos or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, you'd do a spot and he'd sit there in the corner and, like, you know, you know, it was like you do, you'd learn, like, weird new stuff or, like, spots from like a wrestling match and like you'd incorporate it and make like a match out of it but uh he was or he was the guy like, who would do the promo you know stuff yeah yeah how many t-shirts did you lose to him uh probably uh, over 12 12 to 15 because like, yeah, he'd rip my shirt yeah like v-neck and then he told me like he used to do it to kofi too so he, like, he used to do it to everybody yeah. oh that what it do is you guys would chain wrestle yeah or you'd do a you'd work a match yeah and his handsome's entire goal would be Grab your T-shirt. It's going to get torn to shreds. What about uh, Dan Murphy? We forgot about him. You the know, immortal. I, we we need to talk because I don't know when we're ever going to talk about the immortal Dan Murphy again. So he was there with you guys. Yeah. You, you, you and him were tight, right? Oh yeah, big time. You, his you dad were, was was tight with me too. What was his dad's name? Mr. Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, more or less. So all right, for people listening, explain Dan Murphy. Kind of like me. No. Oh <laughs> come on, dude. Compared no, to no. Dan Murphy, um, nah. you're you're Cena. I hear you, but um, Handsome would always cater to him and like do a match with him, which was nice. And uh, he won a battle royal. We did that show oh, yeah, at, on and the ha- uh, military base. And Hanscom. Yeah. Hanscom. Yeah. 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 American flag or whatnot. Yeah. The yeah. immortal Dan Murphy. I think I'm pretty sure we played real American for him too. We didn't. He actually left with the heavyweight title that night because that was Brian Malonis's big rib to me. Is at the end he told Dan, when I turn my, I think it was when I turn my back, you know gimmick me, grab the belt, and hold it up for, for Jamie. And so, yeah, took so, it home. Yeah, no, no, adult. <laughs> adult had, had Hanscom sharpshooters stationed at the door to prevent that from happening. Gotta go right back but, in the bag. But Dan Dan was a unique fella. Yeah. Um, Dan, if I remember, I think he had, like, some some autism. Yeah. And uh, we, we tried with Dan. Mm-hmm. The, the thing about Dan was he he thought he was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean, that was his, like, yeah, immortal. Agreed. Right? Yeah. yeah. He still posts some interesting videos. Yeah, he's funny online. I, I get a kick out of him. Yeah. He he'll Mercedes he, will like tag me in one of his posts. Yeah. You know. She'll pull one from like a couple of years ago yeah. and and tag you. And 
They're interesting. He's got viewpoints on things. So that so that was kind of your that was your class in chaotic. Yeah, and right? Johnny Vegas was involved too. Really? Yep. He was there. I didn't realize Vegas was around at that point in time. Yep. He was he was on our shows back in those days. I don't know how involved he was in the school. He was, he was more on the school side, and then he started getting on the shows. Yeah. So then go back. So now you've decided you're going to be a wrestler. Yep. You're dealing with Handsome and Malonis and and Fury as your as your trainers. Yep. And then Chase and the Logans would stop by. Yeah. The, the chaotic know. roster yeah. would would make the rounds. I'm yep. sure even like Scott Reed was probably yep. popping in at point at different points in time. Mm. That's kind of. Uh, that that whole time, uh, Max was still around. Yep, Max for right? Max. Tommaso was Tommaso, Tommaso was gone, would, but he'd pop in. He'd pop in when yep. he was in town. Yep. But I know I remember Max was still around at that point in time. I'm trying to think who else. Um, what year is this? 2010. 10. And then it like changed a little, like towards 2011, 12. Then Casey Ray, Taven would show up. Who else? Uh, it was like a, Tommaso would show up more often. Uh, Max like to like, yep. gear up for like their WWE looks or whatnot. Um, now, were you there? Dijak came along. Were you? But that would have been toward the end of you. Uh, he was there probably 2012. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah Mikey he was Webb security and training. Oh, Mikey Webb. Yeah. Yep, there's yep. a good name. Yep. That's right. Yeah, everybody called him Miz. Yeah. Oh, Mikey Webb. That's right. Like Miz. Miz. Yeah, Miz. I loved the nicknames back then. If we can ever get handsome back on here, like everybody, be like, oh, ask him about NXT. No, I would just say handsome. Let's just Drop sit the here names. for an hour and a half, and <laughs> let's just do nicknames. What remember Dijak's nickname when he started? What was it? Whitus. Yeah, Whitus <laughs> instead of Titus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. True story. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, I do remember that. I now. remember that. Yeah. And then Riggs. Remember Riggs? Scotty Riggs. No, the, it was um, American males. Remember that that bald dude. And he like he had like a meat company like with uh he like he oh. married a girl from Harvard and left. He's like from he was he had a truck driver gimmick. Like, Jeez, Arnold Ryan Arnold was. Oh my God! Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> yeah, I do remember him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he moved to like Carolina or something. Yeah, married a girl from Harvard. I went over his house like the first night he met his wife. Really? Yeah, like some blonde doctor from like Harvard, and like next thing you know, he got married. He got married and moved out to uh, Carolina. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm just trying to you know pull up my Rolodex. Your mental Rolodex. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> Jeez. I'm like, trying to put myself back in like 2011 right now. Taco was there. Then uh, druggy. Remember that the druggy kid? I remember Adam druggy. Evers showed up like here and there. Yep. Uh, See, this is all new to me because I was ninety eight percent at the shows and yeah, two, you didn't show up to school that often. No, I, I as a you ring announcer, like I don't Saturday take a lot of bumps. Occasionally. Yeah, because my brother lives in North Andover, so if we had a family thing yeah. and I had had enough of my family, I'm like, I'm going to the school. Yeah, yeah, I didn't care who was there, even if I could just hang out and watch some DVDs in the in the lounge. I didn't care. Um, but I mean, even now, like whenever I'm in the Andover area, I always swing by and just see what's going on, and it's always nice to see everybody. But uh, never took a bump. So at the time, are you still living, are you still living at home? Or are you out on your own? Where are I'm you? I'm living at home, working at GE. So I have a question for you. You're <laughs> you're a nice Jewish boy. Yep. 
What's your mother thinking about you doing pro wrestling and going, what, three, four times a week to train and plus shows and all that? Honestly, I, 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 the deal, I, I graduated college and I said, like, I kind of teased my mom while, while I was in college that I was going to sign up for wrestling school. And my mom was like open to it. My dad was like, no way. Not until, not with, like, they paid for my college. So they're like, you know, wasting my money. Honor this obligation yeah, and then, first. Yeah, you're free to do, yeah, get your, get your degree and we'll, we'll talk business later. And, uh, you know, I, what could they do at that point? I was like 24, 25. You're 20, a man. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I joined wrestling school late. So how old were you when you joined? I just, I want to say 25 or 26. Wow. All right. So you were, you were older. So then, so you're sitting there training with, with all these people. Yeah. Did you know you were going to stick with it? Was there a time you felt I was like, like I, you were going to quit? Uh, every like I would cry after school and like Biff would like pull me in his car and we we talk it out or Julian or Elia like literally Greeley like it, it bounced like like I did make some friends like during like because we all had low times and high times at the wrestling school and like you know like and you're an emotional fella I am you, you know are like, an, what, it sucks to the, suck we are and when we come back after that. the break I, I, we're gonna talk about emotional Mark Sherman a number of times but it does suck to suck believe me but but you're an emotional fella. Fair? Yeah, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yes, and, and you also, um, you have a tendency to, if it pops into your head, you'll often just say it, won't you? Yeah, no filter. You don't have you put a... me on pills for that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like... Uh... Have you checked in on dosage lately? Um, yeah. Because I'm a little worried. You seem, you seem very even keeled tonight. We should have told you to back off the scripts tonight. Honestly, it stinks when you when you're working in like a corporate environment and like preaching to the choir, brother. you know, like I get in like adult mode. But like, once I finish this beer, we'll we'll loosen up a little. Uh, but but in, <laughs> in wrestling, and I think that's probably one of the things that, that as we talk, it probably hurt you long term. It's not a business where you can wear your heart on your sleeve. I still did. I I mean, and, once and you how, get how'd that work out for you? It took me two years to get on shows for Chaotic and. Um, I was not ready like a year before, but I didn't get that much better in the ring throughout my years. <laughs> so like I could have been on the show. I could have been on the show and nothing would have changed. Like if it, we had really good roster of wrestlers that either could have been on Raw or ended up on Raw and um, that could have easily taken care of me a year prior. Um, you know, got me through matches and I like let me be me. In the I, I was at my best when I didn't have to think. And there's a lot of thinking... In, in the ring, believe me. Everything involved in, in, includes a lot. Memorizing of the whole match and or like the majority of the match. and then Wait a minute. What do know? you mean? Memor what? Drop down, leapfrog, arm down. But like Fury helped me out like getting in conditioned to like the memory. You know, I, I thank Fury for that. And uh, putting up with me, there was times he kicked me out of class and uh, sure. we fought and, like brothers and, uh, you know. You know, I don't talk to him anymore, but uh, I thank him for teaching me and putting up oh, my that, shit. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's it's so a, sweet. I like it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of those people that you mentioned, you're still friends with today. Yeah. That's the one thing I've said about this business is, like, some of my most genuine friends in my life come from wrestling. Yeah. So whether you're a part of it now, whether you don't talk to this one or that one, you still got a good handful because we were all in in the, you know in the hole together, you know what I mean. So like we all suffered the same you know lows together, and 
we all came up together and we all you know had success together so like you only you only you take that experience with you know certain friends and like i can't explain that to my wife she doesn't understand mm-hmm. what it's like to suck and learn how to wrestle. But as a parent, I can relate to that because I look at my son, who's 13 now, but when he started football, he was probably 10 or 11. He had a really hard time with it, but it's his buddies that he still plays football with to this day that got him through 100%. all the strenuous activity, then exercise and calisthenics and everything that goes into playing football. Yeah. So it's the same thing. You had your own support system. I did. I, and I, ne- did. I needed all my buddies, uh, like, you know... And like even like a Biff, for instance, like I knew that kid was good. Yeah. You know, I didn't know how far he was gonna go, yada yada. Yeah. But um, having a kid like him, you know, early on, like, tell me, like, dude, you have it. Like, I see, yeah. it. I see it, I see it, man. Just like suffer through this, you're gonna figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it meant a lot because like, you hear other people who you don't know, who no, don't know you from a hole in the wall, walk in the school, and say, who the hell is this loud mouth? You know. But now, and I know you're friends with her, and we say we're going to talk a lot about her because this is all about you tonight, Mark Sherman. Who, Lish? I love Lish. No, no, the other one. The Crowbar? The yeah. Crowbar. Team Crowbar. No, I think you just said, Biff, when I watch the people who are now on TV on a weekly basis, or generally are. Sure. Like when I see Kofi, I still see Kofi. Uh, Biff, it's still Biff out there. Handsome to some extent, even though he's a Viking Raider of some sort now. Ivar. It's still him, yeah. It, it's still him. It's still, the he's, one, he'll always be The handsome. one who still shocks me, and I put a gun to my head, I will still say, it still is a mental disconnect for me that Sasha Banks is the same Mercedes that was in the school. And I've never blown the sunshine, Rich, we've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Personally and professionally, I've never blown the sunshine that said, boy, yeah. I knew that's what she would become. It's and I mean that as a compliment to her. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's yeah. a testament to her she, of what she's done. She was a quiet girl initially, and um, if she trusted you, like she would open up, and uh, you saw her who she was and stuff early on, and um, like I saw like, the side that you probably didn't. Like she doesn't show her real self to anyone, like unless she trusts you, kind of thing. Yeah, and like. It was cool. I got to hang out with Snoop Doggy Dog and her, and she brought. <laughs> I didn't believe her when she said she was cousins with Snoop Dogg. She's like, "Yeah, pick me up. We'll go to Lowell, the Song of Serena." I was like, "Sure, sure, sure." And I picked her up, and uh, lo and behold, uh, I'm hanging out. I'm uh, yeah, hanging out with Warren G and Snoop Dogg, and uh, she just um, caught it. So she she caught on so quickly because I I told the story. I remember when she first started training, Jamie came up to me. I, I want to say at the building we used to run in Lawrence there, and uh, Rich, this Mercedes. She's she's your assistant, and she, you put her at the table. Oh uh, yeah, and she was like ringing the bell and just help me out with the extra stuff I do at the table. And I think she only did that for like two shows. Yeah, and then boom, she was. She like was on shows like she started after me. Was on shows before me. But that's that's typical. Yeah, and as a yeah. as a former owner of a wrestling company, because Todd Fat Pants Sinclair says I can never call myself you a promoter. You are not again. a promoter. You are the owner um, of a company. But as an owner of a company, girls always got. Booked That's on what Malonis would say to us. But before, like, before guys would. Honestly, she probably did get better than me real quick. You know. Oh no doubt she was yeah. better than you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, let's 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 yeah. not. And the last thing before we hit the break, I want to say because we're kind of talking about you and your your group. Yeah. And you can be honest with me. It's Here ten, we go. It's ten years later. It doesn't matter Uh-oh. anymore, right? What did your group think of me personally? They all hated you. Wow. <laughs> From day one. Um, they respected you, but they didn't like you. That's fine. That that's fair. 
and I accept that. But like honestly, you loosened up as time went on. You you were a different guy when I first. Well, you were fair. I mean, you were like the guy who put out his hand for the school mm-hmm. and like t- told everyone to do a ring crew. You were the guy that ran the company, but then when everybody was doing ring crew, you were the guy that would come with two six packs of Bud Lights from the bar. Be like, here, everybody. For some of you. But like, as time went on, I can say that you loosened up and you started not to give a damn. Yeah. And um, no, I always gave a damn. The difference was your group was the first group that was significantly younger than me. So for the first time, remember, everybody else, all the groups before you guys, they helped me build Chaotic. You guys were really the first group where you were just these new kids. I had nothing in common with any of you. I was older. I mean, I think at the time, you know, I'm just saying because Mercedes were talking about her. Mercedes was probably closer in age to my daughter yeah. than she was to me at that point in time. So for me, I had never dealt with your age group before. And so, yeah, I was probably hanging out with the older guys that I knew. Didn't, it's going to sound horrible, didn't give a crap about you guys at first. Because didn't know if you were going to last. Yeah, yeah. You, you helped me pay the rent. I saw a lot of people come and go out of that place. Believe right. Me. Yeah. Oh, sure. And then I'm sure it went hand in hand that probably when you think of me loosening up, it was probably when I got got the feeling of, all right, these are ones who are going to actually hang around. And I got to know you all a little bit more. And I did mellow over time. I mean, there's there's no doubt. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you definitely mellowed out like from like you can ask anyone. <laughs> See, a lot of people think I hated you. I mean, you you didn't tell you realized that I was over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never hated but, you but personally. You're one you, getting the line. There was numerous guys that treated me way differently. I remember how people treated me before I got on shows, after, when I was totally over, and then as soon as I started going down the hill. And All right, I, that's, you know yeah. what we're gonna do? I'm we're gonna, gonna go to break. Uh, we're gonna break now because we're we're gonna talk about my, my throw it to a sponsor. Mark. Go ahead. It's your show now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna talk. Blue about Chew me. by Jamie. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it to a. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about my my love hate relationship with Mark Sherman over the years and and how I viewed it. Um, we need another beer. That's what I think. You want another beer? All right. Let's, yeah, let's Why don't we take a beer break? Um, you're listening to Let the Chaos Begin with the sure thing, Mark Sherman, Rich Palladino, and we're gonna be back on the For the Pops and the NAI Pop Network. You hear about Chaotic Wrestling's past on Let the Chaos Begin. But if you want to see its present and future, then go to Chaotic Wrestling Live. You can see all the Chaotic Wrestling action live and in person across New England. Go to chaoticwrestling.com tickets to see the current schedule of shows and to purchase tickets. It's all the action of Chaotic Wrestling live at chaoticwrestling.com. Hey everyone, this is Jamie from the For The Pops podcast. You know, on our show, you hear me talk all the time about Undercoverware, Chaotic Wrestling, and a lot of the other companies I've started or worked for. Over the course of my 20 plus year career, I've helped dozens of businesses and literally thousands of individuals reach their personal and financial dreams. And you know what? Now I wanna help you. If you have a small business, a family owned company, or maybe just a great business idea, reach out to me. Maybe you're looking for a job and need some help with your search or rewriting your resume. Just let me know. Who knows? Maybe you're a pro wrestler or a pro wrestling promoter who needs some tips on growing your role in the industry. Well, I can help. Check out our website. It's ohanane.com. That's O-H-A-N-A-N-E 
thepops.com or just go to forthepops.com and follow the link at the top of the page. My company, Ohana Enterprises, we offer everything from individual coaching to marketing packages to website design and even more. Our only goal is to give small businesses and individuals the boost you need to succeed. So check us out at ohanane.com and let us help you make your dreams a reality. All right, we are back. Rich Palladino, Jamie J. Mikowski, Let the Chaos Begin podcast. Do it like you mean it, Rich. Pretend I, I miss those days. Let the chaos begin. The, give me one. Give me one. Let the chaos begin. Do it like you mean it. One more time. So anyways, we're with Mark no, Sherman. No, I like Mark. Mark, Mark Sherman. Fire the cannons, Rich. Let's go. Sherman's bringing energy to this. This is... Sherman, how would you feel about co-hosting a podcast with me? You have some energy here. Oh, no. You already have another partner. You'll probably be way Wait, more available on, you, than I am. You just talked about how everybody hate. Before the break, you talked about how everybody hated me. I'll fire Rich, too. Well, just Greeley. So, just Matt Greeley. So, oh, there's, oh, there's wow. a longer list than that. So you have a wife. I have a wife. You have a dog. I have two dogs. You have no kids. Don't I have two your kids. kids. Two kids, two dogs. So you probably have more time to do this. So this could be the Let the Chaos Begin with Jamie Jamikowski and the sure thing, Mark can Sherman. A, can you be a substitute host? Here and there, maybe. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'll let you pick a guest now and again. Wow. <laughs> then they might not show up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Mm, so this is going so where are we, Rich? So uh, he's been training. And I sucked pretty bad. He's been training. Honestly, I suck. So he's been training. He's always wanted to do this. What What couldn't you get? What couldn't you grasp? How much time do you have? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I was a pussy. Like, I wasn't used to, like, I, I was a bouncer at, at a nightclub at the time. So, like, I was used to real fights. So when people would, like, go for a clothesline, I'd, like, flinch and stuff. Because, like, it's just a natural reaction. Yeah. If, like, someone's, like, you know, like. Of course. You're not gonna and wait, aren't, you're a lefty. Yeah. Aren't you? Didn't yeah, that I, screw you up in the ring, that too? That didn't help. <laughs> so we have a lefty with ADD who's a bit of a wuss. Yes. Wow. But like I, w- to I think was you a were, wuss to, to like think you were the top guy in New England for a while. Give my body up. Like it took some time, believe me. But yeah, and then the memory part of like the spots, like <laughs> it got out of hand. As an old man, that that part still intrigues me. Julian was business. great at it. I was like, this kid must have played a lot of video games, you know, because like. He knew like XBB, X, like he memorized it like a combo on Mortal Kombat. Like you know, that's how he memorized spots. I had no idea where you were going with that, but that's actually <laughs> a very good point. No, I, like because I, that's what it was like to memorize a match. Yeah, I don't know how you guys ever do that or remember all that stuff on the fly. So before wrestling, like high school, college, yeah. did you play sports? Um, like I guess what I'm asking is, are you natural? Are you naturally athletic? Better, uh, av- I would say av- C plus. I'm a C plus athlete. You got good wind. You got good cardio. You're in the gym all the time. But was there ever a sport like like basketball? Like I still play basketball today, but uh, I suck now more than ever. But no, we don't I, I care was, about now. We're t- I think Jamie's, I was pretty good. Jamie's trying to say, did you come out of high school playing four years of basketball? No. Two years I, I didn't no. have the, the focus. What, I was, what I'm trying to figure out is... Smoked a lot of weed and hooked up with a lot of girls. Oh, boy. It's legal now. 
there's, there's, that, the there's dead that awkward, air. yeah, there's, there's that awkward pause. There's that awkward <laughs> silence. There's that dead air. Leave it right in there. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, so you didn't play sports. You just smoke weed and chase girls. Yes. Okay. So now here you find yourself We're, as an yeah. aspiring professional wrestler. But like, I, I hit the gym a lot hard. Like, I took that seriously. I took that. Talk into the mic. I took, I, into the mic. I hit the Jesus. weights very hard. I wanted the chicks to like me. All right. And enough about you and chicks and Well, weed. I'm married now, so those days are over. All right. So now, at some point, you got on to chaotic shows. Yeah. I, uh, who, who was booking when you was? It must have been me and Crockett. Honestly, I started wrestling elsewhere. We don't talk about elsewhere on this. So let the chaos begin. Okay. And the other places don't matter. You called me up. I started wrestling for should I say you know, you, you can A, B, me. and C. No, you can tell. You can say. All right, big time wrestling, and then DC Dillinger would pull me and Mercedes to VCW for like the Everett shows. Yeah. And then they started wrestling elsewhere, and then you you guys were like, okay, we got to get him on the shows, and I was like begging Fury, like just put me on, man, like. I'm not getting any better. Like, you know, you know, to be fair, the waste of me. The way it would work was usually I was working with the bookers. At the time, I was actually actively booking with Crockett. Crockett and I were the bookers at that time. The people in charge of the wrestling company, me and whomever, would talk to the trainers who's, at the school. Who's ready? Who's ready? They would kind of say, okay, they're ready. And in general, there was like a, a, a ramp up period you'd go through. It would be some battle royals. Usually you'd work Omega. Were you part of Omega Security? I was like Omega Security for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> so you were really good at it. Yeah, I, yeah. If you watch all like the Cold Fury Ten Break Aparts and or whatever, the gray you know, T-shirt with yeah. the big Omega Boy, logo yeah. on the back. If anything had ever happened, it could have been you know Sure Thing Security. There's and, a, there's a picture of me me and Mercedes as uh, Omega Security uh, with Biff walking down the aisle. Like, but then usually, so it was it would be battle royals. You'd work Omega Security, and then. You'd start to get like off Tarzan matches. actually was like, he's like, I'm gonna be the booker now. Like, right, I actually but- bumped into him in the bathroom in in Lowell, and he was like, I'm think I'm done. Like he was doing that that gimmick where he was somebody else every time. He was so like, he was knocking off other people's yeah, gimmicks yeah, and yeah, characters. Yeah. And like I knew it was coming. To an end. He was like, like he's like, if I get the book, like I'm thinking about becoming the booker. He's like I'm yeah. gonna give you a chance, man. Like like you look like a million bucks. Like you look like a star. Like he like pump my tires and like made me feel pretty good mm-hmm. and he's like you can do this man like he literally in the bathroom before a show towards the end of his run so you heard her here first uh sherman got booked because uh tarzan pumped his tires in the bathroom how hard oh i've oh, missed that yeah i've missed mark sherman canned responses to anything i say how hard so you hit the nail on the head what i was getting to was tarzan was our booker yeah and he was one who really Got you a, a regular spot on the roster. But when we were kind of researching earlier today, you made a v- bunch of appearances mm-hmm. Yeah, prior to actually like being a regular. I had like tryout matches. Um, you I, the spinner I, shows before being on a I've real show? I've done some because I got to get out of work and drive and yada yada to Lowell and it was a pain in the ass. But, of course. Uh, I would go to some, like one a year or maybe one or two. I'm talking before you had your first match on yeah, an actual uh, yeah. show. Yeah. Because that seemed to be a rite of passage for I wrestled handsome on that. Okay. That was my first match. My buddy like recorded it on his uh, cell phone. It's on Because when we were texting earlier and trying to pinpoint the beginning of your career, I always remember 
the six-man tag in Littleton, New Hampshire at the Opera House. Because I remember you being both excited and nervous at the same yeah. time. Because I knew you for the two or three years that you had been doing Omega Security and whatnot, knowing crew. that you were somewhat on the verge of being match ready. And then there you were in that six-man tag. I, I just remember that vividly. Um, was that the first? It might have been. I, I, I remember I tagged with Taven and Littleton. We were Littleton's finest versus like Scott Reed and like Brandon Locke maybe or something. Sure. And then uh, I did a four-way dance. We have like, uh, that's that Tower of Doom. It's, it's, I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. All four of us goofing on that one, uh, that spot. Is it on the Mark stuff. Sherman channel on the YouTube? No, it's it's not. No. But I think if you write Tower Doom Botch, it'll pop up. Oh. <laughs> so, so you made Botchamania. Was, was I might have. Was that in Hudson, Mass? No, that that, one? that was um, that was in Littleton. That was Littleton. Okay. Hudson was uh, Julian uh, versus me, and I had a Giants jersey on. It was like right after they beat us for the Super Bowl. Or okay. Was, you know. David fucking so Tyree. When you came yeah. in, were you just you were just generic heel? I had the shirt thing going, uh, but. Only at the school, like it wasn't okay. a thing. Do you do you know what the first uh, when we were thinking about bringing you in? Do you remember what the first gimmick we thought of for you was going to be? Was it Mark Casino or? Oh, I never heard that one. I was going <laughs> to tag with Johnny Vegas, Mark Casino. No, <laughs> I remember the first one. I actually remember for you, we were actually going to knock off at this time. Barstool Sports was huge. Originally, we were going to talk. We were going to make you. I, I do remember that, and then like, like you gave it to someone else. A barstool knockoff. Yeah. And I think what happened was the crisscross happened with the booking that our plan was to make you a barstool type guy, a typical Boston bro. Um, you would have liked it more because I was talking about bringing in lingerie models at smoke shows to bring you to the ring. I was taking care of you. I I was looking out for your best interest. Well, actually, yeah, but no. But then during the crossover, Tarzan came in, and he said he had a, a different idea for you. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think if I want to get to Tarzan yet. So, besides Botch Towers of Doom and you and a, you and a giant jersey, any other You specific- had a small spot with Sunny on the Halloween show. I remember doing commentary with her and you coming over and coming oh, yeah. over. Yeah, was wasn't there a battle royal? You were like, hey, call me. Uh, I'm sure. Because I remember I was doing and she commentary. called me. That was the. I did commentary with Sunny during the battle royal. And I remember the spot was you came over and you like slipped her a piece of paper and said, hey, give me a call. I'm a sure thing. And I remember her turning to me going, oh, he says he's a sure thing. And I was like, he sure is. Mark, sure thing, Mark Sherman. That's where I was going with that. So I, I remember that. Out. So, but and all kidding aside, if I go back to, if I go back to what you said earlier about when you were a fan of wrestling, that had to have been pretty cool yeah. to have a spot with Sonny. 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's another, for selfish reasons, like another reason I signed up for wrestling school is to be a part of the action with like the guys I watched on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I get it more than anybody. I tell the story when I'm at, you know, cocktail parties and all that stuff and, and wrestling comes up. I always say, look, I was a sports fan growing up, and we'll talk about that later, but uh, about our mutual love of a certain team in town that is horrifically disappointing now. But, um, I always say to people that I grew up watching wrestling with my father. So I was a wrestling fan. And the best thing Chaotic Wrestling did for me is I got to meet every single one of the heroes from when I, from when I was a kid to all the mega stars when I was an adult. And that was, that was always my favorite part. And then the third part I add on now is, and I got to help start some of the careers of some of the stars now. 
But back then, my favorite part was, yeah, I, I got to meet Hogan and The Rock and Austin and Goldberg. Uh, one, two, one thing I learned. No, I, I said, I said, never. At, at wrestling school, what I um, didn't understand is like, it was like frowned upon to admit to being a wrestling fan or being a mark or whatever. Like, like people like looked down on me initially. Um, you know, w like when I marked out or whatever. Like, of course. You know, but like I don't give a damn what people think. You know, like, no. like you know, for real. Like, so like I kept doing it. You know, whether like you're a mark, like you know, I made a T-shirt out of it, sold yes. 200 of those. I still have it. You know, but like, but now that, but now that's cool again. It really now is. Like, want, I was the first one to take right. pictures in the locker room, Brett the Hitman Hart, and then like now yeah. everyone's like, if Sherman's doing it. Now, you if know? you want, now if like you you like kind of prick your ears up a little bit. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool now it's again accepted. now. It's, yeah, yeah, now you're supposed. Oh no! Well, why are you in it if you're not a mark for the business? Like, make up your fucking mind. Yeah. And this is what I'll talk about at the end. Now that you and I both have some distance, is some of the hypocrisy in the wrestling business. But let's get back to the good stuff. All right. So now uh, Tarzan Taylor takes over as a booker right after Cold Fury Ten, and he has an idea for you, right? Yeah. How did he present the idea to you? I'm going to make you the most over baby face in this company. And That's was, what he said. And I was like, how? <laughs> okay. I, was like, I can't even wrestle, dude. Like, you're you're like, questioning like, yourself. Half the, like, like, half the people in the locker room don't think I belong on shows. Like, how are you going to do this, man? Like, let's be honest. Like, these, half the guys hate me, and the other half don't think I belong. Mm. And, like, the only people that like me are the students that I came up with. And uh, he's like, watch and learn, dude. He's like, you're going to be kind of your heel shirt thing, what you're doing in school. And um, you're going to lose for a year. Are you okay with that? And I was like, yeah, it's fake. I don't give a damn. Hey, hey, hey. You know? I'll say fake. I'll and, tell um, David Schultz. I was like, I'm here to entertain people. Like, you know, I'm an entertainer first. Sure. You know, I want what's best for the show. And honestly, at that time, we had a stacked roster. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look back in the time mm -hmm. of New England wrestling, like, what, 2012, 2013 chaotic wrestling? If you look what they're doing today, you know, uh, top to bottom, like either you you made it or you could have made it. And then right. there's like one third made it, one third could have made it, and one third probably shouldn't have been on the shows. But like the bottom, you know, the bottom line is like we had a stacked roster. Yeah, it was it wasn't easy to make our roster because there weren't spots available. Cause you still had at that point, you had handsome, Malonis, Fury. Taven, Chase, the Logan, Alexarion, Makazi. Rick Fuller was still working, right? Even the refs were made at WWE. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a like you said, it was a stacked roster. And then, not that it affected you as much, but on the women's side at that point, we had Lish, Nikki, Casey Ray was coming in, Mercedes, Barbie was yeah. around. Now you add Mercedes into the mix. You want to talk about a freaking stacked roster at that point yeah. in time? It's all names of people who, you know did amazing things and, and Tarzan had an idea for you to break in. And I, I was self-aware. I knew how good all the, the wrestlers were on the show. Cause I sat as Omega security. And I was like, Holy shit. How am I going to compete with these guys? Right. You know, I've watched, you know, even like a, a chase and the Logan's like watched how good they were in the ring. Like I was like, I gotta like somehow get up to make sure I can actually do this with them. You know what I mean? I know I can do the entertaining part. Like, one thing I can bring to the table over all these guys is I can get the crowd by not wrestling. You know, what I mean? that's such a big part of it that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. So the obviously part, Tarzan saw that in you, whether it's because you're a knucklehead naturally or just your personality. A lot of people can be the best mad tacticians, 
technician. I guess sure. that's the yeah. word. There yeah. it is. Um, but if you can't talk somebody into the building, you know, so here you had the ability, you had that personality, you had that that way to talk them into the building. Okay, now we just work with you at the school to make sure you can do the wrestling part of it. Yeah. You it, know, so you had a little bit of an advantage there. So he saw that in you. Yeah. And said, I'm going to make you the most over baby face in the company. And so I, how do we get there? Yep. Yeah, he's like, you're going, you're going to lose for a year. And I was like, okay. And, uh, now you said that you knew it was fake. Yeah. Did it ever start to bother you losing no. constantly? I was, I was happy to be on the shows. Okay. I was like, man, like I'm on the shows with these guys. Like I'm, and I, over time, like they, all the guys in the locker room loosened up to me. So what you would do is who's your first match against? Like of this, of the, the re-debut. I'm going to Biff music. I was going to say, because that was always the first name on the list. Yeah. So Biff was the first one. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the list still? Not uh, like Biff music, Brian Malonis. I know like, Gino Martino. Gino Martino, Psycho. I knew Max Nikki, Bauer was on there. Max Bauer, Nikki, Nikki Rocks. Yep, Nikki. So listen to the names of some of the people you, you lost to. Chase Del Monte, Biff Busick, Alex, Alex Arian, Matt Taven, Julian Starr, Sean Burke, Ilya Markopoulos, uh, Max Bauer, Brian Fury, Nikki Rocks. Somebody was on there twice, because I remember Malonis. you. Malonis. Yeah, Malone. Brian Malonis again. Thank you, Brian Malonis yeah, like, again. Oh, God. <laughs> And that's a pretty cool list yeah. to get to wrestle in your first year. Yeah, like I, I was, I'm a Mark, and I l- watch WCW. So even Rick Fuller, even though he was on WCW Saturday Night or whatever, like it was cool to be in there with him. And like he was really nice. Like in front of the boys, he'd treat me like you know, like do what everyone else did to me. Yeah. But like when we were one on one, he was awesome. Like and like I still talk to him a little bit here and there. But like yeah. he was always a good guy. Like. He's like, don't listen to them. I'm like, you're going to be good, kid. So you know everybody I mean? talks about it when they come on here because I always ask, how did it feel the first Ric Fuller chop? Um, I was, I was, I, I didn't, I, I didn't care. He actually pants me in the match too. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, my like, ass came out. Like he gave me like a power bomb. It's on the video for, if you guys watch like the shirt thing video that Harry made, he like rips down my underwear and I like, I should have kept it. I was like worried about the boys in the back. So like, if I was older or like towards the end of my career, I would just let the, my ass hang up. But like, I was like, still, I gotta make sure I stay on shows, you know? Right. Yeah, it makes sense. That's still a great spot on shows. Honest to God, Ilya just did it on our last chaotic show, and it still gets the ridiculous pop. It's it's toilet humor, but it's freaking yeah. funny. But what you would do is you'd come out every match, and you would challenge anybody in the back. Yeah. Except, except for, for and add, add a name, and then you'd read. The entire list. It's kind of like what Elias does. Like he comes out and does his. It's a, yep. it's a Saturday Night Live reoccurring character. Yeah. Do you remember how far into that did you start doing it where all of a sudden you realized, holy crap, the crowd's getting behind this now? Probably like after my match with Tommy Dreamer. Okay. So talk about that one. That was awesome. Uh, Rich, you remember this one like it was yesterday. PAV and Lowell. And I... I, I I don't remember the actual buildup, but I just remember we were doing the Sherman Sure Thing Showdown. What was it called? The Sure Thing Showdown. And actually, like to know that they actually put me with a name meant so much to me because I didn't think I was going to get on shows like six months prior to that. Yeah. Like from what I heard at the wrestling school, and I suck, which I did suck. But like, forgive. Like I knew if you just give me a goddamn chance, like I'm going to outshine these people. Like, like somehow by. By hook or by crook, I know I can't wrestle, but I can do other things. 
but it became more of a um, it became a feature on the show. Yeah. Okay, we've advertised these five matches. Oh, and we're also going to have the Sure the, Thing Showdown. Sure Thing Showdown. So you come out, and then Dreamer comes out, and I remember you just acting like, "Oh my God!" You guys didn't is... even advertise Dreamer. Oh, that was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, we did not even advertise because we didn't have to because we were chaotic wrestling and we drew houses anyways. And um, but Dreamer comes out, and I, I'll never forget. Didn't you? You ran to the back and got your phone. Because you were so excited to meet your hero and soon-to-be best friend, Tommy Dreamer. And I remember I took the picture. You wanted a picture, and yep. he had the poster. Yep. It said, uh, what, I'm a sure thing? Or, yeah, he pulled it from a fan. I'm yeah. Mark Sherman. Yep. And, uh, and then I remember the whole thing was, because you being as dumb as you were in the match and not realizing what was going on, I had to explain to you that Tommy Dreamer there was there to accept the challenge. And then you guys had... An epic match, yeah, but yeah. but I mean, it just everything came together. So looking back, I pulled my notes real quick. This was August seventeenth. Um, it was Mercedes last night. And I was gonna say last two night. other things happened that yeah. night. That was the night we announced Max was leaving, and that was the night we announced Mercedes was leaving because they had both gotten signed. Yeah, we had Mercedes on Friday night, and then we had she wasn't on the Saturday night show. I think we were in Littleton Correct. the next night. But you announced you we announced both on Friday night. Yes. Because I remember that picture of Max, yep, on his like knees, on his yeah. knees in the ring, like so emotional, like about it, because it was just big yeah. standing ovation. Yeah, put a lot of work in. Yeah, but um, we were always. Hold on, I'm gonna put myself over now. We were always really good at those WWE announcements, though. Yeah, we were always very clever. Because remember, I would always knew when I always knew when people were signed. I actually both those names, I knew they were signed before they did, because I used to. They used to let me know, but we always had the agreement that nobody say a word. And then we would announce it on their final show. But I always thought we did those WWE announcements. It was really cool. Well. Yeah, you guys did that. Because we'd always get the reaction by doing it in the ring. You always got the reaction from the talent who was leaving. Because that's when it's like, oh my God, it's really happening. And you have the crowd around them and all their friends around them. So we'd always get that awesome emotion from them. Yeah. Then you get the crowds feeding it. And we were always really, we always made sure that both logos were in the slide. So the chaotic race wrestling was and always I loved, put over at the you end. You guys did it right, yeah. And I loved doing, I loved hosting those that that segment because here I I had oh, watched yeah. these people for years, so it's like it's almost like watching one of your kids like succeed and go on to do something bigger. So um, a lot of times those things will pop up every now and again. Did it for Fred Sampson, did it yeah. for Mercedes, did it for Max. Um, did and you remember how many of those I would come out for to celebrate with the person? None. None. Yeah. None. Because it was always about the person. It was always about chaotic wrestling. It right. was never about Jamie J. Mikowski. Because that's just the kind of guy I am, Mark Sherman. I hear you. We could put you in a storyline, though. We could have you evil GM or something. I, I tried. Never mind. I'll talk about it. I, I'll Next talk, episode, we'll talk about it. I'll talk about when I tried to get a, a Jamie and Sherman comeback in the new chaotic. And they haven't returned my calls yet. Yeah. But, but we'll Furious and return my text. So. We'll, we'll oh, talk boy. about that later. So now... We were talking about the Tommy Dreamer match, though, right. which happened to be on oh, the yeah, same, yeah. same as Mercedes last night. And th and and just that whole buildup and that whole setup. Because I remember just patting you on the shoulder and be like, good luck, kid. And I stepped out of the ring. And you guys, it, it, it had to be fun. It had to be like, I mean, you rang the bell on your... on your. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was awesome. And like the, to be honest with you, what was, what was more cool, I said it earlier, but I'll say it again, like just knowing that you guys gave me a chance, a ball, the ball, to be on... Like the show with the name, right? You know, like it meant a lot. Like you guys actually are buying into to what I'm doing. So now you're losing. 
Now we start. You start to feel. But it. But I'm winning. They start to feel I'm, it. I'm, but you're winning the hearts winning. of the fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys put me with names. I'm, so I'm, technically, I am winning. I got the Russell in there. So Never Tommy d- Dreamer's name ends up on that list. So Tommy Dreamer, you're starting to get the feeling the fans are behind you, right? Um, there, there. I was getting a reaction, boozing a little bit. Yeah. Some people are liking it, and, and a lot of people. Are, when do you remember? It being 100% the fans behind you. It, it, and you may not remember. When Sky Slade came in. So so when did Slade come in? Like September that year. So, you know, we're in 2012. Um, Tommy Dreamer Littleton, matches in Littleton, August of 2012. Littleton, September. So September 29th in Littleton. That's me and Slade and I um, came together. And, like, it wasn't, like, instant, but, like, it was, like, the first like the first couple of, uh, m- like, shows, like, after two or three, like, we were. So that night in September in Littleton, we had a tag team rumble. Yep. And it came down to you and Slade against the Logans. Yeah. And we. Logans eliminate we you We thought guys. we won. And, like, they went over, and then they, uh, uh, what was it, skinned the cat, and they came back up and threw us out. Sure. Yep. Now, up until we get later in your chaotic run, yep. for the most part, you were played like you just talked about that spot. You thought you guys won. You were played the fool, right? That was your whole game. I loved it. Yeah. You, you were the dumb guy. Yeah. You were, were. It was I, just an act. Yeah. Rich, Total I, act. Rich, I want to go down on record tonight. I've been as nice as I can be. Here we to go. To Mark Sherman. I haven't taken any pot shots yet or anything, no. right? Who said pot? Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Rich. Hit the button. Rich. The button. Rich, you brought him in here. <laughs> So, but you didn't mind playing, playing the fool and being the dumb guy. No, I loved it. Like Bobby Heenan was my one of my favorites. You know, I, I honestly, I, if I stayed heel the rest of my career, at chaotic, uh, I was a losing okay. heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, like, yeah. like I, I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. I, eventually, there has to be a payoff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kurt Hawkins uh, did what, like 134 matches or something before yeah. he and Ryder won the tag yeah. team titles. But you, you get behind. You do. You, you get the behind underdog. the sympathetic you the loser. Underdog. Yeah, and and With honestly, respect. playing the fool. Gorman played a great fool too. Like prop, you know, shout out to Sean Gorman because uh, that guy was really good at his job and probably should have got a job on TV somewhere. Very talented. Now we we jumped ahead a little bit, Mark, and I, I do want to bring up one. Uh, Does the date April twentieth of twenty twelve ring a bell at all for you? Have any special significance for you? I know I just I, w- I just did TV for the first time and I was like okay. rocking and rolling. No, that no, it was anything because I seem to remember that it was April 20th of 2012 where your career ended in a certain town. Your career was over. Oh man, (laughs) (laughs) I can see it. Were you there for that? Because, like, a lot of people left early. We all were. I, I can tell you, I'm pretty sure I was standing next to Mercedes. I walked up to her and I was like, I like, I think I just, my career's over in Woover. When you were laying on the floor. And then, like, Tim and Biff threw, put me in that, like, closet area. And yes. Were, and they're yep. like, dude, you can't be doing that in front of them. You were pretty much, now, here's what happened. Yeah, let's, you got to go back and at least tell. I actually, like, I watched Chaotic Wrestling on WNDS growing up. I liked, you know, I liked the show. That's I how we Gino, met. Yeah, I, I knew Rich from that show, and I, <laughs> wait, did we, did we do this yet, or do we just talk about this off the air? When I we when talked about it off the a air. Ring of Honor show, like I literally got out of the car same time as Rich, at what two thousand two, two thousand three ish. Yeah, had to be. And I was like, 
Rich from Chaotic, and you're like, yeah. I was like, dude, what's up, man? <laughs> I watch you on NDS. And like, we me and Al Caprinian, yeah, the weatherman, well, you know, the weather guy. <laughs> and um, so I was a fan of the original Chaotic on TV because I was uh, anything and everything with wrestling. And now you're a part of it. And uh, and yeah. then April and so 20. I wrestled Gino Martino. That's where I was going That's with That's exactly it. where we're going with and, this. Um, yes. I was kind of disappointed. I mean, I I, I respect the guy 100%. And now, before we go ahead on this, okay, let me just explain to people where we are. We're in Woburn. You're yeah. in the middle of your losing streak. And, like, it's the beginning of it. So, like, right, I'm still worried that I, you guys still might kick me off shows. Sure. And if you guys kick me off shows, like, I wasted, like, two years of my fucking life. No. With, uh, I dropped the F-bomb. That's okay. That's okay. We, we do that all with, time. Without looking over my shoulder. Do you remember what every booking sheet would say for a while? Because as I've been researching today. I'm looking over your shoulder. Everything, every <laughs> every booking sheet would say Sherman babbles. Oh, yeah. More opponent or less, yeah. kills Sherman. Yeah. That and was it. Every single one. That was it. it I want to say, in a weird way, that's a testament to you. Because Tarzan had his plan. We would say Sherman babbles. He, You and he would know what you were going to do. So now, in Woburn, it is you versus Gino Martino. You are the match before the main event. So, you know, you're in that little warm-up spot. We don't yeah. need anything big out of you. The popcorn. And it little, No, popcorn's coming out of intermission. Oh, that's true. It's okay. We're going to teach him Bathroom that. break. It's Sherman versus Gino Martino. Two minutes is what we asked for. Two. Well, you got more than that. Two minutes. 120 seconds. Sherman babbles. Match Gino kills Sherman. How long was the match, Mark? 10 to 12. Yeah, I was gonna say eight to ten, but yeah, yeah, it was more than two. And he got mad. Like the the problem, I got pissed at. He got mad at me when I finally didn't. I just ignored him. Like at the tenth minute of the match, of him just kicking my ass, I just didn't kick out. And he's like, "What the fuck, kid?" And I was like, "Dude, like, the, can you hear the like, the audience is like feeling bad for me now? Can you hear it?" And everybody was pissed that night. I was just Tar- bummed out. You man. Were, you were devastated because you knew you. I were respect probably, him. I, I mean, the guy, I thought you, he, hold on. Yeah. I'm going to defend you. All right. You were in a tough spot. I was new. You're new. You've got a veteran in Gino who's mm-hmm. now making his chaotic comeback because mm-hmm. this was after Cold Fury Town when we brought him back. Your bosses told you go two minutes. You're supposed to get squashed. Tarzan's plan was, and you know the payoff of the plan now. Tarzan had a solid plan. You needed to get squashed and get killed for a while. All of a sudden, for whatever reason, I will give Gino the benefit of the doubt that he was trying to protect the new kid and didn't want to have you job like that. But regardless, the booking sheet said two minutes. You guys go eight to 10, 10 to 12. It was just move after move. Can you kick out? I was like, okay, move, kick out. Move. I was like, here we go. So now for anybody listening, let's explain in a wrestling world what this just did. Sherman's kicking out of Gino Martino's everything. Mm -hmm. It's making you look strong, which is exactly what Tarzan didn't want yet. He wanted you to talk like you were strong, but get absolutely destroyed by everybody. Right. That was the whole thing because he had that payoff in mind. Now, all of a sudden, you're also throwing the end of the show off. Now you've got your main event guys pissed off at you because you've just taken time from them. You know me. I'm telling you, we got to be out of this building at 11. So Brian Fury, who's in the main event, he's probably pissed at you. Also, as your trainer, he's looking at you going, what the F? And I don't know if you listened to the Julian Starr episode, 
But I did. Julian made the point of you're in the worst spot because you're the new guy. Mm-hmm. So who's everybody in? I don't remember if you got blamed I, for the time because I do have to. I would have to give me and management the benefit of the doubt. We knew the time wasn't no, your no, fault. No, no, no. Honestly, I was more mad the match sucked, and I was mad that like Gino was like, like he like, because I I ignored him. Right. I literally like went, like he was like kick out, and I didn't. Like he wanted to keep going another twenty minutes. Or, or, like I swear to God, I was like, is this guy out of his mind? Like so, like I I, I ignored what he called because he called everything yeah. the whole match, move after move, and literally I ignored it. I just wanted the match to end. And because um, like I think Tony was the ref, and he was like, yep, Tony go Steve home. Was ref. Like th- five minutes ago, and he's like, dude, go home. And he's like, and then I hear Gino like kick out, and I'm like, right. And he's like, dude, you're not gonna. He, I think he said like, you're not gonna make it, kid, if you're gonna not listen. Like, like as as like he's getting up and pitting me. But at least the good part of the story is, unlike Julian's story, we didn't blame you because I think we all no, knew. no, no. Right. Like Taven pulled me in the room, Biff pulled right. me in the room. Like, like I, I, I knew I walked in the back, and I walked right through Mercedes because like. She's a girl I trained with, and, and like literally, like I was like, my career's over in Woober, and I started crying, and she laughed in my face. Because and I and that's that's the one part I remember yeah. is I remember you on the floor crying, and I remember standing next to Mercedes, and we're both laughing at I you. Think, I th- yeah, because because your whole thing was, and that's the quote that went like, down that's in history. It, it's is, over. It's over. My career is over. I was in like, Woburn. I gave Woburn my Elks. Shot. three years down the drain, all that for that. And as a commentator, and I'm looking, um, and I know. I only got to talk about this for two minutes, and we're getting to eight, nine, ten, and I have like a little signal. Can we get that match? Like, call Chase and Fury up. Let's get that match. Like, like (laughs) as a chaotic exclusive. We'll put it on the Mark Sherman YouTube channel. But I have, (laughs) I have a, um, but I have a signal. Like, if if it's like, all right, we're going too long. Take it home. It's this. And I'm doing this, and nothing's happening. Rich, we may have had ref earpieces at that point. Because I want to say, I want to say we were beeping people, and I thought they were, were sending, broken. So we're I'm sending rubbing my eyes. I'm picking my and nose, the me- and doing and whatever. But you listen to the crowd, like like I always like learn from Fury. Like listen to the goddamn crowd. Like if something's not working, adjust. You know, like. <laughs> but oh my god, yeah. And, and then and then you know Tarzan well enough. Tarzan's another one who he does not hide his emotion well. Yeah. He's having a meltdown. What the fuck are these guys doing? It's supposed to be two minutes. Oh God! I but I my favorite. I just moment. didn't want Gino mad at me. Like to be quite honest, like looking back at it, like I I because I again I watched chaotic. I was five matches deep in chaotic. I took me two years to get there, and like people were th- like, if I I was on strike two, I was sure. kind of paying the ass at the wrestling school. Uh, you know, and I was like, I don't have any time to fail right now. All right. So what I'm going to do now, Rich, is I'm, I'm going to throw us to a quick break. Because we jumped around a little bit. We like went forward, then we got to Dreamer, then we jumped back, then we talked about Mercedes, then we jumped forward to him and Slade. I want to talk about kind of the go-home stretch of your first run in Chaotic Wrestling from when we kind of put you and Slade together to uh, the Chaotic Countdown and when your losing streak eventually ended. So we'll talk about that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with Let the Chaos Begin right here on the NAI Pop and For the Pops Podcast Networks. Hey, Jamie, I understand we have a new sponsor for the show. Yeah, this is pretty exciting, Rich. 
Simple Corp Global men's and women's grooming products delivered right to your home. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. You know, I've known about Simple Corp Global for a while. Uh, they have great products. They have a great system where, you know, you don't have to rent a CVS. You don't have to run to Stop and Shop to get all your stuff. They have these great products they deliver right to your door. And the cool part is they actually have three different lines literally for everybody in your family. They're Coraline. And, Rich, I'm looking at you for this one. Hmm. You know, let the chaos begin. We always have these wrestlers coming in. What is the deal with all you people with beards now? I'm not answering that, Jamie. What? I mean, you got beards and fuzz and all that stuff. Well, Simple Man, their core product line, it's actually have a huge line of men's stuff like beard oils and beard bombs. So that that Brillo pad on your face for your wife, Lisa, yes. that could be soft and supple for you going She'll forward. She'll be happy. I'll tell you, my daughter, Nikki, she swears by their Simply Hers line. They have their volumizing products, and, and she swears, but it's like, bam, instant hydration for her hair. And then... You know, for any women listening out there, you know, if you want to get a nice gift for the guys, they actually even have a luxury cologne line called Alfred and Hoff that's been sold in, like, retail markets around the world that's now exclusive to Simple Corp Global. That's fantastic. And you know me with a wife and uh, 13-year-old twins. I'm all about saving money. So we're talking salon quality without paying salon prices. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel worse for you than me because I don't know if you've noticed. You know, you should talk, you should talk to your son about this stuff because if you notice now that it seems like teenage boys— they seem to be spending just as much money on their appearance as teenage girls now. They sure are. And the cool thing, Rich, you know, you said it's one thing to save money. The great thing with Simple Corp Global is you can make money, too. They actually have a program where you can shop for free as a repeating customer, or you can have your own website where when people shop with you, you actually make money. And the best thing I love about their company is their corporate motto. It's work hard, play harder. So they have all kinds of rewards and bonuses for anybody who shops with them or signs up to sell with them. So definitely check them out online. That's simplecorpglobal.com backslash for the pops. Once again, simplecorpglobal.com backslash for the pops. All right. Can't believe we're doing three segments with this guy, Jamie. Rich Palladino, Jamie G. Mikowski, and the sure thing, Mark Sherman. Let the chaos begin. There it is. There it is, my friend. We're back, and uh, we were talking about um, the, the, the match with Gino Martino. All right, let's move on. So, Next topic. So, so now, I actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compliment Sherman again. One thing you did that was brilliant was you started creating merchandise for yourself. When did you start that? Did you start? Did that start once Team Friendship? No, it was, was that, before that. So did it start during the losing streak? Yes. I'm trying to think. Can you give me a little bit more than that? Well, all right, let me do let me put it this way. <laughs> more than yes. What was the first T-shirt you made? Do you remember? I had, like, do you know who I am? Because I say that's Sherman with a U, and don't oh, wait, you tell, forget it. it. Tell, tell people where the U thing came from. Where, where did it come from? You don't remember? Um, I, Sherman could be spelled with an E. No. Yeah, yeah, everyone, oh, yeah. All my chaotic checks had S-H-E-R-M-A-N. I heard this much later that the very first. Yeah, that is true story. With a U, it, that's with the U dummy. Yeah. That was aimed right at me. More or less. Because I chaotic was unusual. We paid everybody by check. And obviously, I. And like, have, you're not the first. You won't be the last. But everyone used to spell my name E-R-M-A-N. Right. But it's S-H-U-R. And don't you forget, forget it. it. 
So that was originally a shot at me to spell his damn name. Damn na- I didn't know for like a year till you smartened me up at the school one day. Yeah, yeah. And again, I keep saying I can remember where I was standing. I have no memory of anything until things come up. But then I can physically like remember. Like I, I remember when I was sitting next to Mercedes laughing at you. I can remember where I was standing when Harry Aaron broke his leg in the, in the school. And this is another one where like I remember when you said to me, Oh yeah, that's that's for you because. But like I, I remember with the T-shirt thing, yeah. like they had chaotic T-shirts that were terrible. No offense, none, but, t- none taken. But I was like, no one else is selling their shit, and I was like, I'll do it. Like I love money. I'm a Jew, and I'm losing every match. Let's make some money off this, you know. And uh, you know, more or less, like I you know, for selfish reasons, I'm like, I want my own T-shirt. It was that the one. Was it like a picture of you on it? Like a like a. Yeah, silhouette. It was a picture of you with yeah. like neon colors around you. Yeah. Do you know who I am? Yeah, and I think right. you were selling T-shirts for twenty. Yeah, I was. I, so I made sure I sold mine for fifteen for that first T-shirt. I, I wanted to undercut the chaotic. Yeah, I was I, told not to do that because that pisses off the other. Boys. I, I to, of once course. I sold out of two hundred T-shirts, I, I definitely uh, like went back up to twenty. Like my market, I was like, my market uh, can go up to twenty now. Yeah, you yes. know. But no, that that was that was brilliant. And then like Fury started coming out with his T-shirt and this guy and that guy. And I remember like I literally like not to toot my own horn, but like I think Chase before I came had a T-shirt. We used to T-shirt. We used to T-shirts for everybody. The baby blue one. And what we would do is we would make a deal with them where I would split the cost with them. I think you tried with me, and I was like, nah. But like, you remember that? Or no, no, I don't. I don't disbelieve it. I yeah, probably no, did. Yeah. yeah, I probably did. I think you did ask, which you're like, I'll put it on the website. We can put the friendship risk. I was yeah. like, uh, I mean, I would have if like Scotty handled it, but for that, but like, like for me, on my like, I think I bought him for eight bucks a piece and sold him for twenty. Sure. So like that was like for the pay I was getting for chaotic. That was my difference. That was like making it. And I yeah. actually remember when that started to become more common. I turned to Jim Kettner to ask him what should I do. And he was the one who told me, look, um, you, you don't pay them that much. Yeah. So don't put up a fight on this. This is where they can make some money back. And his point was, you're not losing money by letting them do it. So let them do it. So it was actually, you should thank Jim Kettner for, not, for all for, that money, for not, for. for you te- actually, we talked about it like early on. You're like, yeah. you can do it, but like, and then like, then you're like, just well, whatever, just do it. And that was, that was all Jim Kettner. Counseling me and coaching me on on how to run a and then, wrestling and then company. like as time went on, like literal like Mikey Webb had a t shirt and like this guy and that guy, like literally everyone like I was on my but every time I sold out a box, I made sure I made a whole new t shirt of something else. I, I got an the, ECW uh, one. Was, you had the sticks. Too, Shermie right? sticks. The I had the Shermie sticks. All those I wanted to shove those Shermie sticks up your ass I, at one point. I made a my lot of money. My kids were small and he gave my kids a pair. Yeah, I had oh so many God, of those. Didn't yeah. didn't those Shermie sticks get you some heat with the roster though? Because, or well, maybe you didn't know. I yeah. remember some guys hated those things. Who? I want names. No, we're on a podcast. I want names. I'm not telling you. Go screw yourself. I want, you let's bury some people tonight. People got pissed about those. Because now they were using them during their matches. And all that stuff. I, I remember people being pissed about the Shermie sticks. Really? Yeah. It's news to me. Yep. One of, one why can't they, why do they say it to me? And, like, they run up to you and not me. Because it was my company. They, they were coming you, to me like to, to say these, these, these things are pissing us off. Well, what are you glaring at me? I for? want names, damn it! Too bad. Anyway, I liked the the I'm a Mark shirt. Uh, that was money. Because the I saw, M was the WWE. Brian Albertson. Down. Brian Albertson like did the majority. Ted Ted uh, did a couple of my t-shirts too. Uh, I think Harry did my first one. 
Um, but like, who came up with the ideas? Um, depends on the T-shirt, but like it was either like it was a lot of collaboration. You, you mentioned name. You mentioned Brian Albertson. Yeah. When did the Shermaniacs start showing up? They actually, I did an MWF show in like Malden. Yeah. And like I got thrown on the show last minute. Melrose, maybe. Melrose, yes, 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 yes. And I like Fury got me booked. Yeah. Fury, thank you, buddy. Like, like a couple times I'll tell you this about Fury. Like he might hate my guts today, but he helped me out. Like he, like he was cool with me. I, I think he doesn't hate me today, but like we don't talk anymore for some odd reason. Because he hates you. Uh, more or less. Wow. No, he I know. Hate well, no, just Scotty Slate hates me. Let's get it right. But uh, who you can hear next week right here on For the Pops with me. There you me. go. But uh, that's right. My right co host for the Pops. Absolutely. Yeah. Scotty Slate and I work at the new team friendship. The wow. be- new and improved. Yeah, no, I thought uh, Brandon Locke and Scotty Slate were the new friendship. Anyway, get back to Brian Albertson and the Shermaniacs. <laughs> but where, again, where during this run, yeah. did the Shermaniacs show up during the losing run or was it once? They showed up like. Toward like towards the end of the losing run, like Scotty just joined because it was September 2012. I did MWF. Yeah. I was opening match. Like literally, fears like you're booked, dude. I got you booked. Like thank me. I was like thank you, buddy. Opening match. Like I walked in and I tied on my laces and uh, wrestled. There's a kid from PWF, a Mexican kid with his girlfriend. So then during your the losing run, that's Albert shows in the eyes. He's like you were the funniest now, guy on the show. Did you know them beforehand, or no, did they just come to a show? Not at all. All right, so I always wondered that. Like, I kind of thought you guys knew each other. I want to say he, like, added me on Facebook and told me I did a heck yeah. of a job. He's like, you were the best thing on the show. What, you know. so, so now we put you and Slade together. Yes. And now that was kind of the go-home run to Tarzan's payoff, right? When Tarzan put the two of you together, yeah. did he talk to you? Did he give you a reason but, why? Because usually... Yeah, you put somebody, you, you put a guy like Slade because Slade can talk. Yeah, you put a guy with like Slade with a guy who can't talk. You could talk. Yeah, what was the reason? He stuck us together and we killed it with the backstage segments because I was looking for a partner and we literally crushed it. And and when we bring you back for part two of the Mark Sherman interview, we're gonna talk a lot about those backstage videos. I gotta tell you, some of those were. The funniest damn videos and like that never we ever be, produced. Like Christmas and one. I mean, there were some like I always remember. If I wasn't there, you guys would do a subtle shout out to me. Oh yeah. Whether you'd mentioned Hawaii or you'd mentioned every time, and I, I got to tell you, as we kind of go home, to the go home stretch here, mm-hmm. I I those were some of the most interest. Those were some of those compelling. entertaining, compelling. Just no, you know he what? was good. I'm, I, I I you know what though. Uh, and I mean, this is a compliment. Say what you want about you, okay? You drove me crazy. I one of my favorite phrases was Sherman, shut up. Um, remember one go, of our, go over there. One of our, go over there. One of our rules was when we were in like the PAV, I'd be like Sherman, what's our rule? Whatever room I'm in, go in the you be room. in the other one. And I don't think you and I ever hated each other. Once we got to know each other, I think we both kind of figured the other one out a little bit. Yeah. I think you probably figured out I wasn't as much of an a-hole as you originally thought. And I realized you you played the fool really well. And you were putting on an act at times. And you just never turned the act off. Even but, backstage. Yeah. But but no, I don't think you ever got pissed at me when I would say, whatever room I'm in, you being the no, other I, one. Because no. that was... You being funny to you being funny to tweak me, yeah. and me just trying to shoot back at you to shtick, yeah. right? It was it was shtick, yeah. but um, 
but that's what I was saying about you and Slade. So it was just you clicked and Tarzan said. He's like, that was that was really good. Like and like honestly, I I when I was Omega Security and Scotty Slade was the manager for all the women and stuff, like I he was the best part of the show, like back then for me. Mm-hmm. Like he was right up my alley and uh I knew what he was good at. So like I sat there like in the corner with the Omega Security and month show after show, month after month. He was my favorite guy on the show. Mm. And um so I was happy to work with him. That's awesome. So now let let's go to the show. When did you know? Was it always the plan for you to win the countdown? Or did it just time out that way? I think somewhere in the in the winter, like the fallish winter, like they're telling me, like you're going over, buddy. So countdown was our version of the rumble. Yep. Where and then was. Julian got injured. Sean Burke was out. And oh like, yeah. And like like they that, threw me that, in the main event of Cold Cursed Curry. Run. Yeah. Of Cursed Run. Of- I wish I was on that goddamn poster. I, you know I mean? which poster? Uh, Cold Fury Twelve. That was a good. Like, honestly, like I was in the main event. I I cried at the end of the first match on that one. But you, but you weren't booked in the main event. Damn That's it. a difference. I know. But that was you my favorite show booked. to be a part of Chaotic Wrestling. Cold Fury 12? Yeah. And you were with us for another two and a half years. So that, <laughs> that says a lot about the second half that we're going to get to probably on the next episode. Well, I had some funny moments. We had a Halloween episode with Slade and I versus Taven and Casey Ray. And we dressed up as like but Halloween costumes. But that's That's coming no, up No, it's before. Oh, it's before. But yeah. It's like, so like I stay with Slade. Yeah. And he's like, he, he was like my... He's like, you got, you're gonna get your first one. He was like my hype man. You know yes, I mean? yeah, yeah. He's like, you're gonna get your first one. I'm gonna take you there. Like, he was like, kind of like my manager slash. He wasn't my tag partner. Remember, he was like, he like splashed uh, the I, juice I, in my I face. Think hype man is yeah. the best yeah. best word for him. Yeah, and life he, coach. He's like, he's like, you're gonna win. I'm gonna take you there to your first win. And he's like, we'll start tagging together. I'm gonna help you win. And then we we lost to Taven and Casey Ray. Right. And then we went on and we filmed the Christmas video. And this, I think Christmas that led was to. Great. And then we did the um, dancing video yeah. with the boombox. And then didn't you do like a board game video too? That was after this. That was after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I loved your video. I, your videos were. Honestly, were Scott, awesome. say I'll give him credit 100%. Like we, we collaborated. Like, it was mostly like he had, you know, he would have an idea and we would, what if we try it this way kind of thing? And, you know, like we would bounce stuff off each other. And we, and we wrestled other places to like get our timing down with mm-hmm. you know in Connecticut and other New England places and like but I think it might have been on for the pops or maybe when Slade filled in for you Rich we talked about this run this time period and it really is the time we're talking about now to your kind of your championship runs that are coming up it's the last time I remembered having fun in chaotic because it's the stuff you talked about you and everybody working in the same direction at that point I was still involved I was still trying to push the big picture of the company, say what you want about me. I was still working the WWE stuff. But we had guys like you and Slade who, no matter what I was doing or what Crockett was doing on his end or Tarzan was booking, you guys were doing stuff like, hey, let's grab a camera. Let's try something. Let's go try something new. Because you were trying to make our... Now, you may have just been trying to get yourselves over and sell more of your shirts. Yeah, I couldn't wrestle. I mean, I had to... Like, Sky Slade, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Like, we had... we, We knew... We're, you know, what we were good at, and we had to, like, do what we could do better than other people. Yeah. And, like, we had some great wrestlers on that show. I wasn't one of them. But, but, but I was it, a great entertainer. Yeah, you were. But yeah. it, was the, it was the last time I remember when you had everybody, like, just going above and beyond doing more and more to make the product better. Yeah. And I think it showed. I mean, it was, it was during your runs that we had to switch Cold Fury buildings finally because yeah. we couldn't we couldn't break the fire code anymore. 
And also, like, not gonna lie, like the locker room became a little bit nicer to me. You know what I mean? Of course they did, but that—that's the way it works in this business. When yeah. when we talk about you know why you left, not only chaotic but the business, and why I did, we'll talk about that next time because fair weather. Yeah, when I, things are going good, some people like you, and when you're on your downswing, they forget. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know when you and then they change the narrative. Right. Oh boy. Yep. Oh uh, no. But that's it, another day for another dollar. And and again, we we'll, we'll tell that story another day, and we'll we'll compare notes. So in terms of the countdown, that was a Cold Fury 12, right? Is that where you're at? Yes. Okay. So Cold Fury 12, we're doing the countdown, our version of the Rumble. Did you, did we do the gimmick where did you start it or did you come in halfway through? Do you remember? I, I came in halfway through. Oh, that was the right, you were on the right page. Actually, so I was nine, but I didn't eliminate a single soul. That was like the deal. Okay. So you knew you were going over. Do you remember who you eliminated to win? Nobody. I sat there while Slick and uh, Brandon Locke eliminated each other. That was like the gimmick. All right. So wait. A minute. All right. So take take us. So all I back. won by accident. So you enter midway through. Yeah. Slade Slade is Slade hype manning you outside. Like we're like we try to beat up Rick Fuller's me and him and Rick Fuller when we start. Okay. And then. Uh, <laughs> It's going nowhere quick. We try to lift them up together, and it's not happening. So did you do the Lawler thing? Did you hide? or did No, you, you Scotty, did that. Whole, Scotty, Scotty did that. Scotty did that. And then I just got my butt kicked. and. Uh, so you basically just kept selling in the corner, yeah, getting yeah. bumped, and feeding, then, selling. Yeah. But I was like, when I came out, there was a, a, I was getting a positive reaction as a heel. Okay. And so was Scotty. So now talk about the reaction. So you said Locke and Wagner do a double elimination? Yeah. So like the gimmick like Tarzan wanted... Me not to eliminate anyone. Okay. So I won by my first match by accident. Yeah. So they eliminate each other. What was the reaction? Now, keep in mind, the PAV, I still say, was the greatest building for wrestling in New England. Because we could have 80 people in there, and it didn't feel empty. But when we broke the fire code and we had 300 people in there, the place was awesome. So Honestly, like I was just, I thought about all the times I I sucked at wrestling school, and people telling me I'd never gone shows, and... Literally, I like to hear the crowd and know that I got I won a match that mattered in a you know a stacked chaotic wrestling at that time. Oh, yeah. Like it was stacked, stacked. Yeah, I'm looking at the card, the entire card right here because that was that's how we kicked off the show. Yeah, the and countdown. I, yeah, we start, we started the match with the countdown yeah. because Tarzan's Tarzan's reasoning on this was he purposely purposely started with the countdown. And you getting your first win because he knew that was going to get t- that massive baby face pop to, to, to start, start the show. Because yep. then what was the main event that night, Rich? Heavyweight title, three-way ladder match, Fury, Malonis, and Handsome. Yep. My, my three trainers. Your three trainers. And when did you know about the spot you were going to do? I want to say the night before, like so, not long. School, yeah. Like they told me at the Thursday at school before, and when they they went over the match at school that Thursday, and um, like I saw what they're putting a lot of work into it too. Yeah. I was like, oh brother, and then they're like Tarzan's <laughs> like, yeah, we're, you're 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 going to be involved with this one. And so what they did was they did a triple down, where they had the ladder set up, yep, going up to the belt, and they did a triple down. I don't remember who bumped whom. But at the end of the day, all three of them, Malona's Fury and Handsome, are all out on the map. Did we hit your music or did you just run out? They hit my music. And all of a sudden you hear. Well, oh, t- I got a louder pop from that than when I actually won. Right. So all of a sudden you hear your, your legendary 
Yeah. Do you know who I am? Yeah. And then I went up and and like handsome got up and right. like stopped and then Slade stopped him for a hot minute to look like I actually was gonna win. Yes. And then he he kiboshed it and, and like gave me a spin kick for the ages. <laughs> did did it, did did you eat it? Uh, yeah. And I checked to see if my any teeth were missing after. Why didn't I you put a up. hand up? I, honestly, like I just ate Adrenaline. it. I was like, "This is cold fury, brother." This is, this is cold fury, brother. It was the biggest show in New England. I'm gonna eat the spin <laughs> kick. That's that's one thing. I everybody for teeth after. That's the one thing everybody learns early against handsome is you take the spin kick once, and then you always learn to put a hand up. Otherwise, you can. I've eat probably it. eaten like four of those on all on shows. But I know we've talked about it since then. In hindsight, being 2020, I have very few regrets. We've talked about this before. My biggest regret in hindsight was we all weren't smart enough to call it on the fly right there and have you grab that belt. I don't think... I, th- I think the place would have gone banana. It would have worked, but like... Crazy. It would have worked. Like, at the time, what I was hearing from other companies is yep. Fury, Handsome, and Malonis. Fury, Handsome, Malonis. Fury, Handsome, Malonis. Like, like, don't they have any other guy? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, so, like, the feedback I would get when I went to another wrestling show when I was... Up and coming was like sure. Mix it up. Tell those guys over there to mix it up. And what I always loved is is people who are drawing sixty five people for a show. We're telling us what to do. All right, great. I hear you though, but but considering everything you just said about him grabbing the title, it's the chase of the title that's yeah. That's more of an investment for the fans. Agreed. Oh, I don't know. I I still think we should have had you grab that belt. It wouldn't have failed, but like um, I know I know what a moment it would have been. One of the three guys in the match said. And it was Malonis. Malonis says to this day, we all screwed up. We should have had you grab that belt. Tarzan said it too, yeah. But like, <laughs> one thing that sucked, but it was like necessary. I sucked at 30-minute matches. <laughs> so like, I'm a champion. I'm in main event month over month. Like, I, oh man, it sucked. I love how you're making that sound like it changed at any point in time. I mean, I wrestled, I went from five-minute matches to 30-minute matches every show. It says, All right, we'll talk about that in the next one, yeah, on the next t- podcast. That's why I was minutes. like, I'm happy to tag with Scotty Slade so I can get a breather. You know what I mean? All right, so either of you, before we wrap up this episode, gosh, I, I can't believe we've talked for close to an hour and a half. I know, but just in case no one listens to the next one, I want to thank Fury, Malonis, Handsome. Uh, <clears throat> the Academy. Jamie, you weren't that bad of a guy. The rumors aren't true about you. Uh-huh. You know, don't listen to what they say. Rich, you know. And, uh, adult, adult, I miss you. Crockett, I know you put my face on the posters. I made sure of it. Oh, my God. You got a politic in wrestling. Else, you're, you're not in you wrestling anymore. Right now, the credits are rolling. Exactly. And anybody else you want to kiss up to? Um, want to name drop? I uh, want you to mention uh, Biff and Mercedes again. They're all right. Tell them that you're friends. We got round two. Hold the, on. The, the hold on. It's turning me, into your match against Gina Martino. I'm gonna Literally. Give, I'm going to give my, my take it home signal. Okay, so do we miss anything else from like when you started? Was there anything else you want to talk about that I missed? Um, no. Okay, I mean, we, we've covered everything from Nick Fahrenheit and Gino Martino to you know uh, Biff Busick and Taka. and Handsome Johnny. Did we talk about Taka? Yeah, I think yeah. I think we've pretty much hit everything for the first half, right? I, I think so. Honestly, I wish I came more prepared. Like, You've been overprepared. You're fine. You brought the beer. You've been texting me for six months to get on this podcast. How could you not Crop this out. Crop this out. Hit the button. Anyway, Rich, can we get out of here? We can get out of here. Hold on. We got to redo the go home. You know how we get out of here? Watch this. 
Watch that. I mean, there we go. His we mic go. is off. There it is. Rich, you know what this reminds me of? What? Having Mark Sherman with me for this long oh, again. There we go. <laughs> oh, no. So, it, my mic's still on. It, He's right next to me. It, it reminds me of like. You know what this reminds me of, Rich? This reminds me of like, you know how when you're younger, like maybe it's tequila, maybe it's Jaeger. Mm -hmm. You drink too much of something one time and you swear you're never going to drink it again. Yeah. And then one night you say, no, no, I can handle it. And you are sick to your stomach wondering why did you do this to yourself? That's me inviting Mark Sherman back tonight. Wow. And then we're going to do it again. On two. God. All right, Rich, take us home. So for Jamie J. Mikowski, for the real, the real deal, the sure thing, Mark Sherman. Oh, my God. I'm Rich Palladino. You've been listening to Let the Chaos Begin. We hope you will listen once again, despite what you've heard for the past 90 minutes. Um, we'll be back with part two of the Mark Sherman story.